0: Hello, my name is Nicole Van Gelder, and I want to welcome you to Choosing Happily Ever After, a podcast from Joy Filled Home that focuses on values and practical tools that help us have peace, joy, and confidence so that we can create our own happy homes and lives. No fairy godmothers needed. All right, hopefully you were able to join us for our last two podcasts about expectation. If not, I encourage you to go back and listen to them as they do go hand in hand with what we're talking about today. But you can listen today without needing those to build on. They're just helpful. My podcast today is actually going to be a little bit different because I am devoting it to new moms. What it contains is, I believe, applicable to everyone, so no matter who you are, I do encourage you to listen, but I especially want to encourage you to share this with those you know who might be a new mom or dad because I am devoting this specifically to them and things that I think would be helpful (laughs) for them in this season. So, I have been a mom now for over 18 years. My oldest son is about to graduate from high school. And then our youngest actually this last week just turned three, which I'm having a little bit of a hard time wrapping my head around because, you know, she's the youngest of eight. So she's our baby. And so I'm holding on to to her little days as much as possible while also just joyfully watching as she grows. Even though it's been so long, I do remember my experience becoming a new mom. I remember how much joy and frustration (laughs) it contained. I remember being extremely tired. And I remember those who were able to give me hope and at least a little bit of confidence and direction in what I was doing because I really went into it not just feeling a little unsure, but I went into it knowing that I was over my head and that I was going to need the Lord's grace to sustain me, to provide the way. But I also knew that it was an amazing gift and that the Lord had ordained it and was with me in it. And each time I added a child to our family, each time we added a child to our family, it was a whole new life in a lot of ways because even though it becomes less scary having children as you have them in terms of you feel a little more prepared for what's coming it dramatically changes your life and your family life every single time and so it becomes not just a transition for you as you add children to the family but for the entire family and suddenly you're navigating this type of experience not just for yourself but for other ones as well and each time you do that there is a lot that is unknown and the circumstances and the experience varies because people are different and each child is different and who you are is different because you change over time so I have created a list of 10 things that in my experience this isn't going to of course be an exhaustive list And I won't be able to go into all of them in great detail, but these are things that I just think are helpful for you to have in mind so that you don't just survive this time, but that you can thrive in it and that you can be laying the foundation really for a healthy and happy home for years to come. All right. My list of 10. The first one is this, this little person that has been given to you is a gift But not just that, the season you are in is a gift. Every season is beautiful if only you have eyes to see. Now, the timing may not be what you would have chosen, but God did and he knows better than you. So, I know I'm speaking to a wide variety of people. Some of you may have been praying and hoping and working towards having a child and so this is just the fulfillment of what you hoped. Others of you may have been caught off guard or by surprise or maybe you had been hoping for a baby but then other circumstances came in the midst of this that have Cause life to just look differently than you thought. I have had both experiences of being, you know, ecstatic when I see the two lines on the test. One of my pregnancies, the way I told him was that he came home and I was sitting on the bed crying <laughs> and he asked me what was wrong and I said, I'm pregnant. Thankfully, he responded well, but the point isn't that. I did go on to have a beautiful, amazing, wonderful child and I wouldn't trade anything for the world. But there were reasons why that had not been what I had been hoping for in that moment. I had just come out of a really rough miscarriage and my heart was not prepared or ready and I had other ideas for how life was going to go or supposed to go. So it took me a while (laughs) to adjust. But The point is that the Lord is in it all. He sees you. He sees your season. He sees your circumstance. And the timing may not be what you would have chosen, but he did, and he can be trusted. And there is beauty in every season. You know, some people love the newborn days. They thrive in that season. They just love the baby season and nursing and getting babies to sleep and all of that goes well and they just glow and it's amazing. Others prefer the toddler years or others prefer when the children get a little older or whatever. Some of them love it all. The point is though, That it's okay (laughs) for your experience to look different than others. And it's okay for you to have different preferences or different moments when you feel like you're shining more than others in this role as a parent. But it's also really, really important for you to understand that every season is beautiful. It's just requiring that you have eyes to see the beauty. You know, you have to look past the things that maybe you're struggling with. And the important thing really is for you to cultivate eyes that see beauty, not for the season to change because the season will change and then it will change again and then it will change again. But you cultivating the ability to see the beauty in every season is going to give you so much life and grace. All right along with that line of thinking, is number two, lead your emotions. Do not be led by them. Now, it is important to pay attention to your emotions and to listen to what they're saying because sometimes they are going to be telling you important things. However, you don't allow emotions to dictate your life or to tell you the truth about something. Because sometimes we're tired, or we're stressed out about something, or for whatever reason we're not thinking clearly, and so our emotions communicate to us, but they're lying. It isn't that the reality of our feeling a certain way isn't real, but sometimes (laughs) we feel a certain way about something, circumstance isn't actually what we're interpreting it to be. So it's really important that you interpret your emotions through the truth that you stay connected to the Lord, that you are listening to his voice, that you are seen through your values, that you're seeing through scripture, that you're seeing through people who are close to you, that you trust, that you're not just allowing your emotions to lead you or to tell you about your life. Instead, you have to learn how to lead your emotions Pay attention to what they're saying, but then if you determine that they are communicating something to you that is based on a lie, that you instead begin to lead them through the truth. And maybe sometimes you just really need to ask somebody for help because you really need a nap, or you need something to eat, or you just need a warm shower. You know, our physical frame does affect our emotional state as well. All right, number three along these lines as well is (laughs) cultivate thankfulness and joy always. Now you will be amazed at how this will affect the way you see and experience your days. A thankful heart is good medicine. You can always find something to be thankful for. Some people are predisposed a little more this way, but all of us can train ourselves to have our default reaction to be one of thankfulness and joy. I don't mean that you don't grieve in times of grief or that you're never angry or that you're just pretending like everything is okay. But I'm saying even in those moments that you can have a heart that cultivates thankfulness and joy so that even when you're grieving, even when you're frustrated, even when you are in over your head and you're stressed out or whatever the case may be, even when you're angry about something, that the thankfulness and joy is still present, that it's still affecting the way that you're feeling and the way that you're seeing and the way that you're responding. These are choices that we make. I will say that it is easier to do this when you learn how to be present in the moment. It is really easy to be impatient and frustrated and distracted by thinking about all the things that you have to do or, you know, by being distracted by technology or all these things. Our world is full of distractions. But when you learn how to be present in the moment, it's so much easier to see, first of all, the beauty around you, but also to be able to choose joy and thankfulness, even in the midst of trying circumstances. Those were the first three. Number four, it's time to leave insecurity behind. Once you become a parent, the cost of being insecure is too high. Now, it's high throughout your life, but now you have this little person. Who is going to be affected by this in degrees that you cannot see and you will not understand until it is too late now the lord is graceful he brings healing he makes up for our lack <laughs> but insecurity has such a high price because Insecurity affects the way that we treat people around us. It affects the choices that we make. We pass on insecurity that we carry into the people that are coming after us. The cost of insecurity in this season of life is too high. So do not tolerate it in your life or make excuses for it. Now, I know insecurity may not feel like a choice. It may feel like you are insecure because of things that have happened in your life. And that very well may be true. It may not be that you chose to become insecure, (laughs) but life happens and reasons for insecurity happen to all of us. And maybe yours are worse than anyone else you know. That all may be true, but this is the moment to choose to leave it behind. You have to become someone who takes thoughts captive, who grows muscles of confidence, who chooses behavior based on character, not on emotion, that has the courage to overcome the wounds of the past, that has the courage to overcome insecurity and to be somebody who is secure. Because if you become a person who is secure, you will create safety around yourself for your children and in your home and for anybody that comes into your orbit. Secure people tend to be stable and safe. They don't respond out of insecurity or emotion, but instead they respond out of character. And that is much more stable and that is safe and that will allow people around you to thrive. So leave insecurity behind. Number five, you will never be done learning. There is no shame in needing help or in being over your head. So it's okay to acknowledge that you don't know everything even to yourself and to learn. There is no shortage of resources out there. You know, you can learn all kinds of things through our friend Google, (laughs) but also, you know, people that you admire or homes that you have experienced where there has been peace and they've been healthy and it's been good. Try to learn from watching those people. And above everything else, don't forget to ask the Lord for help first. He's going to give you grace. He's going to give you the people that you need. He's going to even point you to the right resources. Now, The last part about this, though, is that you're never done learning because you're going to be changing and your home is going to be changing and your kids are going to be changing. And so right when you have it all figured out, something's going to happen that's going to change and you're going to discover that you are in over your head again. That's okay. That's the way life works. That's how life, especially with the Lord works, because he's always leading us into deeper and better and greater things. And that's how we grow. But just know and be okay with the fact that you're going to have to continue to learn and you're going to have to continue to grow. Now, with that said, trust your gut. Okay, that's number six. All right, so you want to learn from other people, but also trust your gut and operate according to what's best for you and your home not what's best for someone else's home. Your personality is different. The people inside your home are different. The things you want out of life are different. And this is also why it's so important to trust the Lord because he knows you even better than you know yourself. He knows what you need, what your family needs, and he's going to be leading you and guiding you. So trust your gut, but trust the Holy Spirit as well. He's put you in the position you're in and he trusts you. So you should trust yourself too. Number seven, be okay with imperfection and be okay with being open about it. It is so important that we (laughs) accept who we are and where we're at. Not that we stay content with it. You know, we're content in all circumstances, but we also need to be growing and getting better. But that is a process. And so you need to be okay with the process and the imperfection that happens as a result of it. This isn't just about being okay when the house isn't clean, but I mean about your own imperfection. Be quick to say you're sorry and seek forgiveness. Don't follow through with something stupid just because you spoke it. (laughs) You know, I will hear from parents who are like, you know, I said this thing and then I had to do it because I said it, you know, no, you don't. That's dumb. Like instead, repent, choose a new path. Tell your kids, hey, I said this and that was stupid. I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't wise. So, you know what? I'm sorry. Please forgive me for speaking out of turn. Please forgive me for not, you know, seeing beyond this moment or understanding. Be open about it and then choose a better path. Now, if you find that you're constantly having to, you know, you've said something and you're having to stop and go, no, we're not really going to do that, then maybe you need to learn to be a little slower to speak. But be okay with your imperfection. Be okay with and open about it you're learning your kids are learning no one expects you to know everything and as long as you are open about it and you're comfortable with it your kids will be too and you won't be trapped by your shortcomings but instead you'll be able to grow past them number eight learn new ways of communication with those closest to you be honest and vulnerable be kind Grow a heart of genuine care, forgiveness, and love for those around you and let your conversation flow from that. There are so many tools. In fact, our next podcast, we're going to be talking a little more about communication, but your communication is going to have to grow and change according to the seasons that you're in. Number nine, learn to be at peace in the midst of change. You will change. The people around you will change. Life will change. There will be so much change And you will not be in control of most of it. So how do you find peace in that? By controlling what you can control, which is yourself and only, by the way, yourself. As you continually grow in your relationship with the Lord and in your own character, you will find that you are (laughs) at peace even in the midst of change. It's also helpful to cultivate healthy habits. So that you're not coping with stress of change through unhealthy means, you know, grow friendships, find hobbies, find little joys to have in your day, you know, cultivate that connection with the Lord, but learn how to be at peace in the midst of change and how to be controlling yourself and your internal and external responses. And then number 10, trust the Lord, really, really trust him. You may not feel it emotionally all the time, but choose through your behavior to put your trust in him. Trust that he is with you, that he hears your prayers and not only that, but that he answers them and trust you that he loves you and that he is good. His goodness is not beyond your reach. His goodness is not for other people. It is for you. Obviously, it's for other people, but it's for you too. he is with you and he can be trusted and this is especially important when you are in moments where you feel lack or you don't understand or things feel out of control trust the lord always all right i know that was a lot in a short amount of time and there is so much to unpack in each of these and perhaps we'll be able to do that in future episodes but I want to leave you with this list, you know, go back and listen to it again, if that will be helpful. But also I want to leave you with one last thought. You are capable of doing and being so much more than you know, your life is not a mistake. The timing of your life is not a mistake. You are beautiful. You are loved. You are lovely right where you are right now. And you have so much reason to hope because If you choose to walk with the Lord, you and your life will only get brighter and better as every season passes. So my prayer for you today is to see the beauty and opportunity in the moment that you are in and to receive the Lord's goodness in your life with thankfulness and joy right now. All right. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to connect with you more. You can find me at NicoleVanGelder.com or at joyfilledhome.org. And you can also find me under both of those handles on social media. On our next podcast, we're going to be talking about practicals of communication. So much about the health of a relationship is actually determined by communication. So I'm going to be sharing some practical tools that are going to help you to grow in communicating well. I look forward to having you join us and I thank you again for joining us today.